We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green, everybody. Welcome again to Nate Green, co-host of Talking Halos. Give me some enthusiasm there. Yes. I'm so excited to be here, Jared. This is fantastic. My full Superman here. Walked in, you know, and then I put on the Superman kit. It's time to go. Time to go here, guys. Time to go. All right. As always, you guys know I like to start this show off with a question of the day. And a question of the day here for you, Nate. Kind of a kind of a fun one here. Minor league question. Best minor league name. Best minor league team's name. Wow. Is, I, I have my favorite. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, my favorite of all time. Montgomery Biscuits. Okay. Big Biscuits guy here. I love everything about the biscuits. Um, previously, I liked the sand gnats. I was I, I actually was a sand gnat for a while, which was a lot of fun. So sand gnats would be another one that I really like. Um, you can't go wrong though with you know a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the teams out in the Cal League. The Storm love love the yeah, Storm. That's a good one. Yeah, Hawks. But like ah, dude, there are so many fun names. It's- it's funny you said a double A team, and I the first one that came to my mind was a double A team as well. Um, the Akron Rubber Ducks. That was the first one that came to my mind. I don't know why, but I I think the Rubber Ducks are kind of sweet. We are gonna get absolutely destroyed if we don't mention the Rocket City Trash Pandas. By the way, obviously that was the first one, but you can't be too biased. I mean, no, yeah, you can't be biased. Like it, obviously, you know, like Angels ones come to your mind, and that was yes, it. Yes, of course. That was literally the first one that came to my mind, but then it was like, okay, let's go to the next one because you don't want to be that guy to be like, all right, Angels, everything. Yeah, there are uh, there are just so many good minor league teams, and there's so many team names that like I don't even think about. You know, like I can't I, the AZL Angels. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. I know, right? Right. So, 
guys just want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast and watching this podcast if you're watching us on youtube thank you so much for for doing it all and supporting us here we have another round of questions for from you guys here so if your question was not answered the time before it will be answered today a lot of fun here um again guys thank you so much for supporting this podcast making the best halo best angels podcast out there again guys please hang in there bad reception with the with the wi-fi we're working on it we're working on the or the wi-fi reception it's just been bad here in boise idaho for those who don't know um <laughs> but uh but yeah guys yeah. if you could follow us on all of our social medias just look up talking halos twitter instagram facebook you can follow myself on twitter jared underscore tims you can follow nate at nate green 34 so nate let's get back to the questions and first question comes from friend of the show listens to the show he's got a blue check mark ladies and gentlemen go follow him steve i'm gonna butcher his name i gave him such a good introduction you just did that and then you're gonna I butcher the- i'm sorry steve steve scazzolio wow. i'm sorry i'm gonna butcher it god i suck so bad i am horrible you, you really I can't believe tell me how to pronounce it, Steve. Just shoot me a message when you listen to this. Tell me how to pronounce it because I need to know how to pronounce it. Like, I, I got to work on it. Um, question from Steve is, can you name the Angels starting rotation for the upcoming season? Let's do this together. Number one starter. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Number Noah two Syndergaard. starter. Noah Syndergaard. Three guy? Uh, let's just – I was going to say let's go Sandoval. That's fine. You can go after that because I think that's one, two, three yeah. um, in that order in a sense. Yeah. I don't think it really matters. But in that order, that's kind of how you're going. Number four guy. I think I think it's Lorenzen. I want to say Reed Detmers. Okay. Uh, righty, righty, lefty, lefty. Um, five guy. What, Lorenzen's going to get all the opportunities in the world. Yep. I, I think it's going to be Detmers for me, so that way it's right, right, left, right, left. That's fine. And then the Suarez would be Suarez is your one. sixth guy. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's kind of the way it's going to be set. I, I, I'd be, I'd be shocked if the Angels were out there looking for more starting pitching. I think they I have enough. I think they have enough depth, and everybody's going to be like, Jared, we do this shit every year. I know. I think they have enough depth. I know. I think they have enough depth though. Like enough, you have to give, no, no, no. You have My to biggest give, you thing. You have to give Detmers a chance. You have we to. We talk Detmers. about this every year. Do they have enough veteran depth? That is the biggest thing. Because what happens is, and the teams that are good, they call up a kid who hmm. the, the 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 Dodgers, the Yankees, the teams that are good. They're calling up not kids. They're calling up guys who have been in the big leagues before to make starts for them. They're not calling up a kid to make his major league debut. You know, game forty five. And the Angels really need to win this game because they're playing, um, I don't know, the White Sox. And it's a must-win must series for them. Um, that's the biggest thing. Do they have enough veteran depth? And I don't think so. I, would, I still think they need to go get a minor league free agent. You got Danny Duffy. You got uh, Matt Boyd, who are both going to be available around June. Go sign one of those guys. Go sign another guy like that and just see what happens. Like, we have done this so many years where the the one year that I'm really, really upset about is when we got Doug Fister on a minor league contract, released him. He started against us the next day in Boston and shoved. He gave up like one run in five innings. And we're like, you know, Angels we really could have used that like two weeks ago. 
And and by not it going is. out and and by not going out and getting starting pitching, I meant Carlos Rodon. That's that's what I meant. I don't think they're going to go get that big name. I'm I'm all good. I think they're going to go get some 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 depth like that, some minor league depth. Um, even if it's Danny Duffy, they on could like, still make a trade. Yes. Oh no, no, hundred percent. They definitely could. And and talking to Taylor Blake Ward about this, and and we had a we had the minor league uh, wrap up last week where we talked about minor league, you know, the Angels minor league, and and we got asked the question of what what a package looks like for Luis Castillo. And, and, you know, the first thing I said is the angels need to make a trade like this to go get somebody, you know, if they want to compete, you have to go make a trade like this. And I think they can, and, and, and here's my thought. This is, and you guys are all going to hate this. Stay close to it. Stay as close as you can. If you can, and I know this isn't like a Jared, if they could stay close, they, they would stay as close as you can to a playoff spot. You know, they, they feel, it seems like the playoffs are going to be expanding. Go get somebody in July. Go get somebody in July. Go find that. Go find that guy in July. Because I think the Angels have enough to get to July. You know, I think that if if and there's a lot of ifs. We've talked about this before. If everything works out, if Shohei Otani is healthy and, and continues to shove, if Noah Syndergaard is healthy and returns to a half of what he was in New York, if Patrick Sandoval returns and is and is what he was last year, which I don't see why he wouldn't be. Um, you know, if Reed Detmers takes that next step, you know, like you have enough to get to July and go get a starting pitcher for yeah. cheaper. Well, what you're saying is why go out and give up all these prospects right now when they could easily finish with 75 wins again. Yeah. And, well, you know, clean. we gave up all these prospects for a one-year rental. Why not go all the way to July and see, hey, we're, you know, five games out of the wild card. Let's go get John Means. Let's go get, you know, Sonny Gray or Ramon. I, I don't know. Luis Castillo. Yeah, I, who knows what Luis Castillo does this next year? You know, like what if Luis Castillo is even available? Five ER. Yeah, exactly. Who exactly? A hundred percent. And there's shot number two for you guys who take the shots for Jared saying one hundred percent. But uh, but but yeah, I think I, I don't think I said that in the last podcast very much. I don't, I don't think you did either. So but yeah. yeah, you you just look at who could be available in in july and depending on how some of these teams do i mean cleveland has so much pitching that they might be willing to move a pitcher for an offensive player um and and you just continue to look at it miami could be willing to to move a guy because one of their kids are ready um maybe maybe the giants maybe the giants aren't in it you go look at washington and maybe patrick corbin's having a good year and they're looking to to eat some money you know like I know, I know that you're not a big Patrick Corbin fan, but there, there are a lot of those guys out there that you can go and at least think about getting, you know, like I say, I, I say, I know that everybody wants to get another starting pitcher, but hang tight. I think the depth is okay. We didn't even talk about Griffin Canning and, and you don't know what Griffin Canning is. I, I know you're, we're not big fans of Griffin Canning. We want that slower off speed pitch, but, 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 but like, hang on until July. Like what if the angels are, you know, what if the angels make all these trades and it, all these ifs don't pan out? You know, <laughs> then then I'm okay with trading Noah Syndergaard. You know, I'm I'm okay with trading. You know, the the Aaron Loop market will probably be open. Like I know that he signed a what a two three year multi year deal. Yeah, yeah, multi year deal. But I mean, who knows? You know, teams are gonna come be coming and asking for for certain guys. So hang tight on on I think on trading for a starting pitcher, and I don't think the right starting pitcher is out there to to sign um, and, to a multi year I mean, contract. Who who would have guessed last year that Max Scherzer was going to be available in July? 
Oh, exactly. Not, not many people were saying, oh, Max Scherzer's going to be available in July. Let's wait until July, and hopefully we're in it. We're going to give up everything for Max Scherzer. So I'm not saying there's going to be a Max Scherzer. There's only a couple guys that are even that elite to go get. But there could be a guy that we're not even thinking about right now who's available in July. Maybe maybe the Diamondbacks move Madison Bumgarner for nothing. And I know Bumgarner is very similar to Corbin where he's got a lot of money and has not – and has not been good. Yeah, Zach Gallen, if he stays healthy, he could be a guy they move. Yeah. So there are some guys that could be available for – and the Bumgarner thing could be very cheap. Yeah. You know, it could be like a single-A prospect guy where we're not really giving up too much because his contract is so much. So, And I know his velo's down and things like that, but maybe an offseason got him ready to go. So I don't know. There's there's going to be a, uh, a bunch of guys available um, that we don't need to go sell a farm for right now. I'm with you on that. Like Herman Marquez is a perfect example, you know, like what if he puts up a five ERA and just isn't the dude that he's supposed to be, you know, <laughs> like, I, I mean, you never know. You just never know. Pitching's volatile. So yeah. Uh, very interesting point, you know, and I think the angels are, o- are okay on depth. I think they're okay on depth. You Jaime Berea is a guy, you don't know what Lorenzen's going to do. He can start, he can relieve, you know, I just think that depth-wise, the Angels are okay if they need to be there, you know. You've been saying this for seven years. I find, I believe it now, you know. I, I actually believe it. I, I, I didn't believe it. That's a weird thing to say. So, fantastic question. Got us going here. Next question comes from Nate's burner, Dominic Saldana. Um, Nate, this sounds exactly like you. Yep. So, thanks for asking your question, Nate, on your burner account. Um, no why are fans no always concerned about the Angels having an innings eater? Wait, that wouldn't be you. You want an innings eater. In a six-man no, rotation, I've... most oh, – let me continue here. In a six-man rotation, most of the starters would get anywhere from 150 to 160 innings maximum. Realistically, it's already – it's around 125 to 130 range. Yes, I know we have had someone throw – you know, that many innings, they, they haven't had somebody throw that many innings. I think was what he was trying to say. So um, I have also thought about this recently a lot. So this might actually be my burner account now that we're talking about this. Um, but I have been thinking it about is. this one a lot. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot. It's like, you know, why, you know, build a team around your strengths. If the angels are pitching to a six man rotation. Then, you know, why, why? You know, why would you go out there and get Max Scherzer? You know, like this is st- that's stupid to say that. It might sound stupid to say that, but you he's know. he's not talking about Max Scherzer though. He's talking about like Dylan um, Bundy. Um, yeah, Dylan Bundy, who who's uh, going to go out there and throw up a four four five ERA, it, and, and for sure he's going to throw up a four five ERA, but he's going to throw a hundred and and seventy five hundred and eighty innings, or or Robbie Ray, like Robbie Ray threw two hundred and eleven innings, I believe, last year. Um, like that's the type of guy he's talking about. And well, Robbie Ray is not an innings eater. He won the Cy Young last year. You're talking he about it, Jason, no, he isn't Vargas type, Vargas type. You're talking about Dylan Bundy type. You're talking about what Alex Cobb was supposed to be type. Yep. A guy to eat those innings, that that fifth or sixth starter type of guy. So yep. I'm in full agreement with you. And I say that about the big names too. You know, it's like the Angels don't need to. The Angels can take a risk on the starting rotation. This is Noah Syndergaard deal is the risk that they've been looking to take because all you need is 120 to 130 innings out of Noah Syndergaard and that gets you through the season, you know? 
Like if Hopefully. he if if Noah Syndergaard pitches 140 innings this year in the regular season, it's a success, right? Uh, depends on the numbers, you know. If he throws 140 and has a force five ERA, I don't think that's worth it. But you know what I'm saying? So I, I guess he he could easily throw a bunch of innings and have a good ERA, and then obviously it's worth it. But um, I I think that's that's the reason why people want the innings eaters though, is because typically the guys that have been known as the inning eaters over the last couple of free agent off seasons and trade markets have been the dudes, you know, the Max Scherzer's the, I guess, Robbie Ray, even though I don't think of him as a dude, those type of guys, uh, Kevin Gosman, who, again, I don't think of as that type of dude, but Trevor Bauer, again, another guy who, who will eat innings for you, but he's also, dude. you know, yeah, a dude. So, I think that is why Angel fans and a lot of people are looking for the innings theaters because they're like, hey, most of the guys that throw a bunch of innings are legit pitchers. And we are sick and tired of watching threes and fours go out there and say, hey, just throw us 100, 110, 120 innings. And it's like, so they throw us 75 innings and it's a five ERA and we're just sitting here going, man, we could have had somebody else. Yeah. I get you. I get you. That's why, though, I think that the Angels have been able to take risks in the rotation with guys that, you know, they're hoping are going to be good. Does that make sense? Weird risks, though. Like, they're not even... Oh, not, not very good risks. Not calculated. Not, not smart risks. Yeah, not smart risks by any means. I, I agree with you there. I do agree. At least the Syndergaard risk is smart. You know, like, sense. he he has a shot. When you're making this type of move, you're hoping the dude can win the Cy Young. Yep. That's what you're hoping for. And if you're telling me Hulei Tehran was going to win a Cy Young or Jose Quintana was going to win a Cy Young, get well, out of here. Well. Get out of here. You weren't going to, they weren't going to. Like, that was not a possibility. Uh, but Noah Syndergaard. about Jose Quintana? Hey, you just stay in your Justin Upton lane, okay? Um, if Syndergaard throws, if Syndergaard throws up uh, Cy Young type numbers, this is, clearly the best move the angels could make so i i get what he's saying um i just think the angel fans want a dude and dudes don't want to pitch every seventh day they yeah. don't so that's kind of what the issue has been yeah angels have a dude in Shohei otani that wants to pitch every sixth or seventh day plain simple as that they have, they, they got you have that dude so yeah, fantastic question. I'm uh, I'm kind of on that train of you don't need guys to throw 200 innings in this rotation. You need guys that throw 125 innings. Um, Angels, at the end of the day, just need to get lucky. I think it's plain and simple as that. Like, you can talk about it, you know, all you want, but, you know, you look at some of the guys that the Angels have brought over, and it's like, why haven't these guys worked out? Like Dylan Bundy last year, like, what in the world was 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 wrong with it? You know, he did the exact same thing he did the year before, and he was perfectly fine. So, I don't know. I think the Angels need to get a little bit lucky. I think that's a big thing for them. So, good question there. Next question comes from what is me or not? That is not their name. Um, this next question comes from Jack OCE, um, and he asks, "What is needed to compete or to complete the 2022 bullpen? You can trade, sign, or promote to fill out um, the pitching staff." So, I'll say this. Let's say the eighth and ninth. Who's got the eighth inning right now? Ninth innings, Rysel Iglesias. In a yes. perfect world where we're talking like it used to be Shields, Frankie, and Percival, um, what is it? What does it this year look like to you? So I think Loop is going to be in, in one of those roles. Um, 
I think that they don't really care lefty righty with loop. I think that's why you go get him because he can get lefties and righties out. So I think he's going to be a possibility back there. Um, Austin Warren could be a, a potential guy back there as well because he was very successful. So that would get you um, three arms. If Ty Buttry comes back to be Ty Buttry, that would get you another arm to, to pitch in the back end. So that's four arms right there, right? And then you have Myers, which is five. You would have to keep Berea on the roster because he goes to uh, the Orioles or Pirates most likely would claim him if he does not. So was that six? So you're looking at two arms, two arms. Um, Sam Bachman. Just give me my Sam Bachman. You you can have Sam Bachman. That would be that would be fine. Um, I wouldn't mind. Again, we we preach this all the time. Go get two minor leaguers and say, hey, if you make the squad, you get a million bucks. If you don't, you get nothing. Like it's it's that simple. There there are so many guys. They still did it last year. They did a great job of it last year too. By the way, Tony Watson and uh, Steve Ciszek. Fantastic job. The funny thing was they had to wait and steal those guys after they were cut from other spring trainings. So, yeah, I, I think you just go get an, two arms and say minor league free agents. Carlos Martinez could be that guy, which I, I think that would be elite to put him in the back end of the bullpen. He could be really, really special if his velo is up. Um, and I know we've talked about this a little bit, but there, there are – a couple other guys. Brandon Kinsler has been decent, a nice sinker ball guy, kind of different from what the Angels have. Not as much velo, more ground ball type of guy. Um, Brandon Workman, I guess, could possibly come in. There's a bunch of different – Sean Doolittle would be interesting as well on a minor league deal. There's so many relief pitchers that you could go get right now. And I think what the Angels have – they should be fine in the bullpen. I'm not really worried about the bullpen this year. It's the starting pitching. It's always the starting pitching and shortstop. Those are the only two question marks I have right now before the season starts. But then right when the season starts, obviously there's going to be more question marks with who's playing first base against lefties, who's playing the outfield, things like that. So yeah, I think at the end of the day, this, this is what makes this team different than years in the past. And that's the depth. You didn't even, we didn't bring up like, you can throw canning in the bullpen if you need to. Um, Jansen Junk is a reliever by by heart. Um, I know the Yankees made him into a starter, but you look at what he was at Seattle University, an upper 90s guy with a dominant slider or dominant dominant secondary pitch. Um, didn't mention Jose Marte with the upper 90s fastball and a disgusting slider. Didn't mention Elvis Peguero, upper 90s fastball, weird funky arm slot um, with a good slider. Uh, didn't mention Oliver Ortega, who's an upper nineties guy with a with a good sli- with a good slider. Didn't mention Jose Quijada, who's upper nineties from the left side. Um, did not mention Chris Rodriguez coming back at the end of the season. I know, I know, he won't, I know. He won't be back this year. I know. You got You got. You have to mention him though. Um, we didn't mention Kyle Tyler, who was one of the best dudes in the bullpen at the end of the season. I absolutely love Kyle Tyler. I think that he is he is that guy that you you kind of need. In, the, in that bullpen to – if you're looking for that innings eater guy, like I said, I really like Kyle Tyler. Um, and then also you didn't mention the brothers, Wants and Warren. I mean, I think you mentioned Warren, but you also have mm-hmm. Wants. You have Wants in there as well. So I think that's really what makes this team different, and we've been preaching it for a long time. It's minor leaguers. 
that have come up in the system. And this is what the angels are doing right now. The angels have this in the bullpen. The angels in Perry Manassian have preached, get the bullpen, get the bullpen, get the bullpen. That's, that's exactly what they did. That's why Perry Manassian, like you, you look at the blue Jays, Perry Manassian and, and staff, because it wasn't just Perry made a very good bullpen there for the blue Jays. You look at the, you look at the um, Atlanta Braves, World Series champions had a very good bullpen. Perry Manassian was part of that staff. So that I, if there's one thing that I trust Perry Manassian with, it is the bullpen. You know, like, like I said, we, we met, I just mentioned, I just rattled off a bunch of their names. You know, I think that that is a, I think that's a big key. I think that's a big factor. And I think there's a lot of depth there. And I'm all good with going and signing some of those minor league free agent guys too and giving them a shot. You know, Tony Watson and, and Steve Shishak were the two best relievers in the angels bullpen minus Rysel Iglesias last year. I know everybody's laughing at me, but go look at Tony Watson's stats and go look at uh, Steve Ciszek's stats. I would, I would love to go get both those guys back again. I'm all for it. Go, go sign those guys to two, three year, uh, not two, three year, two, three million dollar contract, bring them back to Anaheim. Like you, you got yourself a bullpen. So I, I think, yeah, I'm not worried about the bullpen. I mean, I'm with you. I'm worried about starting rotation and, and all the question marks in, in the road, in the rotation and in, in the lineup. So, Last two questions come from your favorite listener. That is Invasion of the Mics. Still trying to figure out if his name's actually Mike. So first question, he's got two of them. Um, Two pretty good questions. We'll be addressing one for the first time ever on this show. Um, First question comes from, or is, with Manfred stating there is a verbal agreement with MLBPA about dropping draft pick compensation and the new CBA for free agents rejecting qualifying offers. What would potential ramifications be besides more trades in at the deadline? I think he's a liar. I don't think that think Mike's um, a liar. You think Manfred's no, a liar? I think Manfred's a liar. I don't think that this is a hundred percent happening. I think he's just trying to say something so that way there, it puts pressure on the, on the players to come out and agree to something that they don't want to. So I'm not totally sold on this being a thing yet. I think that Manfred's just going to continue to, to spill nonsense until he either gets fired or he gets his way. But I, I don't, I'm not going to believe anything he says until it's signed and on paper and there's baseball being played. So I, I don't believe it, but if this is true, um, Yes, the biggest ramification is everyone becomes available during the trade deadline, and it makes trade deadline fun just like this last year where you know pretty much anyone was available. There were a bunch of trades, big names going. Uh, I think that's the only benefit of, of that happening. Yeah, I, I agree with you, so I don't have that to say. I, can, I ha- can I pick a bone, though, real quick about an article that just came out? Uh, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, can we wait? Cause I was going to ask that question. Who, who wrote it? Passing. No, not passing. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think, I think it was Nightingale. So don't quote me on this. Passant, Passant. Excuse me. Passant. Um, Passant. I think Nightingale came out with one. Um, no, it wasn't Nightingale. Ah, somebody from somebody from the athletic cause Nightingale's not part of the athletic. I don't think. Um, if he is, I can't believe Ken Rosenthal lets that guy in. <laughs> No, okay. I, um, the the title of this article was "The Players Need to Come to the Table with a Legitimate Offer." No. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. Oh my god. Come on. 
Like, I can't believe, the, first off, the athletic. Like, I know it's clickbait. That sounds like a Bob Knight. That sounds like a Bob Knight. Yeah. I don't know if it's Nightingale, though, because I don't know if Nightingale's part of it. could be. No, it could be. That sounds like an article you'd write. I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to quote tweet it. But, but yeah, I mean, to kind of sidetrack that question from Mike, I saw that article and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? No, players need to come. Like, no, the players do not need to come to the table with a, with a legit proposal. They have come to the table with a legit proposal. They have. They're it's not a, coming out and saying, oh, hey, we made this offer just to get the ball rolling. No, we made this offer to get accepted, and you didn't want to, so let's find somewhere in the middle. Oh, if, any, if anything, the players did kick up a little bit. Like, it, like a legitimate proposal might have been like $80 million type of thing. Like, we're increasing to three thirty or 235 instead of 240 you know like that's a legit proposal so they could have kicked it up a little bit but i mean it's definitely i definitely lean more towards the player side of things like when you, you play look- stupid games you win stupid prizes and those are the stupid prizes rob manfred has won is the players are going to kick up their money a little bit more because 100%. he continues to do stupid things 100 so play stupid games win stupid prizes yep. So sorry to sorry to kind of sidetrack that question from you there, Mike. But I saw that article and I felt like, what in the hell is the athletic thinking about putting something this stupid out? That's the stupidest thing that you can possibly say. You know, I didn't read the article, but the name of the article it was like it was like, what in the hell we got going on here? No, the no, the players do not need to come to the table with a legit. The owners need to come to the table with a legit uh, proposal. That last proposal wasn't legit. It was fucking it was bullshit. Wow. Hey, you said it was good. R-rated. R-rated. I said I said it was a step it was a step in the I right direction. It was a proposal. Time. I know. So last question here of the day uh until we come back on Monday. I have no more questions. We'll just get hopefully back into some more baseball talk on Monday. Uh, I got one more question for you. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. I got I got invasion of the mics, your favorite favorite okay, person. Go ahead. So go ahead. he says with the Eric Eric K trial kicking off, will all the negative Angels press play into trying to sign a top tier free agent once the lockout ends? He has another question on top of that. Is there a concern with the Angels clubhouse culture, or is that something of the past since management has changed? Um, started off, I don't think the Eric K um, now Matt Harvey uh, investigations really have much to do with it because. I mean, you don't hear much about it. It's, it's um, the, the, you know, the social media world hates that the, that the angels, um, that the, 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 those who follow the angels, me included, don't have a lot to say about rumors and such. Um, this is one of those times where this is coming in handy because there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of press going out there. There are articles being written, but there's not a lot of talk. It seems like on, in the social media standpoint of the Tyler Skaggs trial, until it ends, of course. I mean, I, I don't think there's a whole lot in the background. Um, I know there's been some little things come out here and there, but until that trial ends, I don't think that that, that is a huge, um, huge deal at the moment. Um, and I think the Angels are doing a very good job of masking that. Um, so I don't know if you have anything to say on on that standpoint. We've never mentioned Eric Kay on this, on this no. podcast for reasons. We do not mention that. We don't. Um, um, all I was going to say is – it feels like what Joe Madden and company has been, has been really trying to take control over for the last two years is the clubhouse. And you look at, that's why we got Dexter Fowler last year. That's why um, he brought in some of the guys who have played with him in Chicago and, and Tampa Bay because of the clubhouse culture that he's built there. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think 
people know who Joe Madden is. They know like his antics and either they like it or they don't. So I don't think the negative press from, you know, prior regime is going to play any factor into that. Yeah. I think that, I think that leadership was a thing that was very much so lacking in the clubhouse. Um, and that's just stuff that we heard. We, we don't know if that's true, but we definitely, it, it was definitely something that, you know, with the talent that the angels put out there um, should have, you know, it should have brought some type of postseason birth um, over the past couple years. And, and there could have been some things, some demons in the clubhouse for sure uh, in, in, in previous years. So I think that that is all kind of taken care of. I think that once Joe Madden stepped in, um, that was the one thing that needed to happen. Um, and now it just seems, now it seems like the communication from clubhouse to front office is, is trying to be corrected, you know, so little steps at a time. I don't know if that's a, that was a huge deal. Um, but it could have been something that, 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 you know, Joe Madden addressed, you know, like, Hey, you know, we need better communication if we want to win this thing between, uh, the club, between, you know, my manage my managerial skills, because he is an old school manager. He's not taking phone calls from uh, from the front office during games it's his game it's not Perry's game you know um for, for for what it's worth for what it's worth this year it might be with with Perry bringing in Ray Montgomery and bringing him as a, a bench coach but um but yeah I think the clubhouse culture is is a lot better I'll say that I don't know where it was but you look at a lot of the figures that were in there um Matt Harvey uh in, in one of them not that, you know, this is a bad thing. Not, I'm not bringing Matt Harvey up at all either because of what the allegations now are, but we know Matt Harvey is, you know, a clubhouse nuisance. This is exactly why he's a, yeah. he's a party guy. He doesn't, he doesn't care if he's pitching that day or not. He was going to go out every single day. And that was kind of what we had heard about him in New York. And that's why it didn't really work out. That's why he was great in Cincinnati. There wasn't that much to do out there. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and, and on top of that, you look at this is exactly why we didn't want Trevor Bauer. That's exactly why the Angels weren't in on Trevor Bauer. Thousand percent, you know. Uh, that's that's why. That's why the Angels uh, supposedly, according to Trevor Bauer, and Trevor Bauer doesn't lie very often, um, they didn't even offer him a contract. So, according to Trevor Bauer. So, I don't know how true that is. But, um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll kind of see down the road what, what happens. So, Nate, you got any final thoughts? You had a Passan article? I have one. Last, I I do. It's breaking news, and I don't think you are going to like this. I actually like it. Uh, MLB seeks ability to reduce size of the domestic reserve list and latest labor offer to players' union. So currently, the domestic reserve list, which governs the number of minor league players a team can roster at any time, is at 180. That's a lot of minor leaguers. Um, they're trying to get it down below 150. Nope, not for it. You already you already cut down the minor leagues. You already cut you already I, cut down the minor leagues and nothing has happened. I knew you weren't going to be for it. What's I, cutting I, down I think the it's minor better. leagues anymore? What's cutting down the minor leagues anymore? I, I think it's better. I'm not it, with it, dude. I it I, gives, I, I can't. I, I think if you if you get it down to a number where it's reasonable, you stop having these joke draft draft picks because I'm sick and tired of seeing guys drafted because their brothers, sisters, mothers, uncle is you know a an ex big leaguer or is an MLB scout or something like that. So you will have teams start to take this seriously. You won't have a Johnny Manziel drafted. You won't have any of those kind of picks. Um, you will also um, you cut you cut some, 
You will save some money and hopefully start paying these minor leaguers a little bit more. Now, if this and the spring training thing were together, this is an absolute joke. No, no, this is. But but if it was separate, you know, if it was like, hey, this is what we're going to put out there for minor leaguers. If we cut this down to 140, like, would you, you know, we'll start paying minor leaguers a little bit more. I think it's interesting. I think it would be. I think it gives gives the Angels a real chance. Actually, it, it helps them because okay. you don't have Tampa Bay and New York with seventy five guys who, you know, are better than the Angels' top five. No, I'm not with it. I'm that's that's a development thing that you just mentioned there. Um, if it, you 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 took away, and I I think the Phantom DL is a joke too. The Phantom many, DL is a joke. How many minor league teams did you did you take away? How many minor league teams do you need? These teams have seven or eight minor league teams. You don't need no, that many everybody's, teams. Everybody's got a, um, an exact amount of minor league teams now. Everybody has the same amount of minor league teams. Well, now. I know, but, Dominic- but yeah, before it was eight. Well, now, now, we don't need to, now we don't need to kick down the minor leagues anymore. Nope. Sorry, man. Like, I'm not agreeing with you on this one. You don't need to kick down the minor league. You, you kick down the minor league 50 teams already. You know, you, you've taken jobs away from 50 teams already, you know, and I am not I'm, a big fan of the... You might, uh, not be, you might not be taking jobs from teams, though. You're just taking the Phantom DL out of this thing. Nah. The, the Phantom DL is a joke. Like, the dude pitches, throws a gem, and it's like, oh, he's been placed on, on the IL because uh, we need to call this guy up so he gets another chance. Like, no. that, that shouldn't be a so thing. Here's, here's where you're at. Here's where I'm at with this. You you took down all you took away all these minor league teams about uh, what six months ago or something like this or last season not even six a year months. ago last season a year ago all the minor league teams are, are no longer you said that this is going to help us this this is going to help us pay not pay the players more but this is going to give them a better situation in the minor leagues nothing has happened you're going to now going to start kicking down minor leaguers even more no you already took away you you've already dropped minor league teams you've already had that you know you you you've already taken away the money from all these minor leaguers you know and on top of that you don't want to pay minor leaguers for spring training okay that's a joke they that should it's the same not thing. be a thing but it's the same no thing. Uh, do you know how many times i've heard from from friends in the minor leagues that are like oh yeah so we have so and so on our team his dad's brother is so and so and he's absolute trash but he's out here every single day and he's playing that's a waste of space. Well, that no, guy never makes. That well, guy never makes the big leagues. He he literally is down there for the entire year, just taking up space and yeah. playing his four years, and then getting cut. Take those guys away. Every team has has five, ten of those guys. Still Get rid of those. They're, they're organizational guys. I'm all for it. Um, and no, you've already done this. You did this last season. You don't need to kick. You don't need to drop minor league. You don't need. That's another thirty players. Is another team. So you're saying we're going to get rid of the Dominican Summer League. You're saying we're going to get rid of the Arizona Summer League. We're getting we're getting rid of Low A. We're getting rid of High A. We're getting rid of Double A. We're getting rid of Triple A. We're getting winner. We're getting rid of one of those teams again after you've gotten rid of fifty other teams. To, to be 30, fair, though, thirty players, the, another team. So you're now fair, saying with the Dominican one, team, half those kids don't even make it to the U.S. Half those at kids least, do make it to the U.S. At least half those kids don't make it to the U.S. Oh, 100%. So, so if we're, 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 pay, yeah, we're paying those guys, 
to to sit there and mess around in the Dominican League for a couple years, three, four, five, six years, and they're not making it to the U.S. So why not just send them to the U.S. right away? Send half the guys that are actually good. Send them to the U.S. and say, are you good enough or are you not? You can't. I, I, you can't, you can't say you can. if so, no. Okay. If so, if you're doing you this, can. you have, so if you're doing this, this is, so if you're kicking it down, that means that you need to now institute an international draft. So is that the way that Which we're one, I've been fine with? Okay. I've been fine with it. I've been wanting and that. That for, also means that I don't you know how long. wait until you also need to wait until kids are 18 in the Dominican and in the islands. That's fine. Venezuela. That is fine. So that's that fine. So Why do you think it's special treatment? Yeah. Again, if this is a byproduct of this, so like if you're saying we're not doing the Dominican anymore, you know, you're first off, you're going to lose a lot of stuff in there. I'm just letting you know, you're losing a lot of, losing a lot of stuff in the Dominican and and, and, in Venezuela and and international. But why do they get special treatment? Why do they get special treatment? What kind of special treatment do they get? They're allowed to sign at 14, 15. 16. You can't sign 14, 15 here. No, you you cannot sign. Okay. Yeah. 16. Some guys, are some of those guys, I'm sure, are not 17. 16, 17. You can you can get drafted as early as 17, if not, you know, 18. So you have that 17, or you know, I you have I don't to graduate. You have to graduate high school, and also, yes, they might be 16, but they also could be 14. We don't know if the birth certificates are real. We've already had those guys. The Miguel Tejada is two years older than he actually is. It happens all the time. Yeah. So why are the why are these guys getting special treatment? Like make it the same for everyone. You have to finish high school. You have to be seventeen and a half before you get drafted. That's fine. If it's a byproduct of other things, then sure, that's fine. If you're just taking away thirty minor leaguers, thirty five minor leaguers, because you say, hey, I don't, we don't want to pay for the Arizona, we don't want to pay for Arizona anymore, or hey, we don't want to pay for the Dominican anymore, then that's an issue for me. You know, if, if it's a byproduct of, Hey, we're going to an international draft and these kids now have to be 18 to be drafted, go for it. hundred percent. If it's just, we don't want to spend this type of money anymore, which knowing Manfred and knowing the owners, that's what it is. They just did this. They did this a year ago to spend less, to spend less money, to spend more money on minor leaguers. And yet we still had issues of minor leaguers living together in a motorhome, sleeping in clubhouses, sleeping in their cars, not being able to, um, to afford rent for houses in San Bernardino in, in anywhere like that, you know? So why I, I'm not, I'm not quite understanding why this is a good thing unless it's a byproduct of, Hey, you know, we're getting rid of the Dominican, but we're going to have a, an international draft. We're going to make these kids get drafted only at the age of 18 and older, you know, 17 and a half, 17 and a half and older, whatever you want it to be. Um, you know, it's going to, this, all this collusion, all this colluding is going to go away um, because that is something hundred percent that happens, you know, in, 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 in this whole international thing. So if it's a byproduct, I'm all for it. Do it. Cool with me. But if it's just because we're saving money, nope. You already did that. You cut 50 teams to save money and, and spend money on, on those minor leaguers, and you didn't do it. So, and if they're doing this to save money, then they need to be absolutely moving so much money to the players. Ridiculous. Like they, they should be moving it up to 250 and making there be a floor of 100 mil. Like they, this needs to be a thing. So, you cannot continue I agree with to you. Say, you cannot continue to attempt to save money. 
just no to reason. save money. You have yeah. to save that money to, for it to go to a different location. That's the whole point of this CBA thing. You have to give and take. You cannot just say, hey, we're not paying minor leaguers, you know, for the hell of it. Hey, we're taking away 30 roster spots, 35 roster spots for the hell of it to save money. No, you have to have a byproduct of this. We are taking, getting rid of these 30 spots because we are going to institute a international draft. We are going to take away the Dominican and we are going to make sure these kids get drafted at a right age instead of wasting our time and our money on kids that never develop and leave the Dominican and, and, and such like that. So yes, if it's a byproduct of something, I am in a full agreement with you. So fantastic final thought, Nate, you got us going for an extra 10 minutes um, of this podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed listening and watching to us here at talking halos. Do you have anything else? looks like you want to say something. You got something? No, no, that was it. We were good. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to us rant here at talking halos. It's, been an absolute pleasure we will see you guys on monday um if you could subscribe wherever you're listening to us or watching us you can follow us on all our social medias on twitter instagram and facebook again congratulations to the former st louis rams and now los angeles rams on winning the super bowl super bowl week is now over we will not be talking about the super bowl anymore anymore and hopefully we'll be getting Derek Ciapala back on the show with us super excited for that so guys thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.